Hey everyone, I'm Jay Van Coy. And I'm Sam Van Coy. And we, along with my mother, are owners of East Oak Animal Hospital, which is a small animal veterinary hospital in South Jersey. And I am a veterinarian. And I am not a veterinarian. And we decided to start this podcast. So we're going to use this podcast to talk about animals and veterinary medicine, uh, but in a way that's easy to understand and hopefully fun and enjoyable. That's why Sam's here, because when I start talking, sometimes things don't become easy to understand because I've spent so much of my life talking to people who understand everything that I'm talking about and sometimes a lot more than I understand. So she's here for the grounding of my discussions. Yeah, so if Jay says something and I don't know what it means, I'm going to assume you guys don't know what it means either, and I'll, I'll make sure to ask him to, to clarify or explain in uh, more common terms. Yeah, so why, you know, I guess, why did we want to start this podcast? Because most of you know that we've been doing some videos, or many of you, maybe not most of you, I don't know. Um, we love doing videos, but videos take a lot of work and a lot of cooperation by dogs. And I have to do my hair and makeup for the videos. And so do I uh, every time, for sure. Jay, Jay's not really into hair and makeup. No, I just don't do those things. He just shows up. I just show up. But anyway, this winds up being a lot easier for us to put out some some content. You know, weekly, hopefully, is our goal. Um, and I think that this will be something that we can easily repeat because we can just sit down on a night after work and move forward with the podcast. Yeah, and the thing is we really are passionate about and love connecting with our community, so we want to use this platform as an opportunity to do just that. Uh, so we want it to be interactive uh, and have opportunities for you guys to submit questions and comments to us that we can respond to on the show each week. Yeah, so our, our basic structure of the podcast is going to be something along the lines of, you know, a couple minutes of welcome and discussion based on, you know, what kind of day or whatever we've had. You know, then we're going to go into some current events, some news or something fun to talk about that's, you know, relevant to the, the day or the week, you know, so it's not all just boring sciencey stuff which i love and then we're gonna focus every week on on one topic you know for a short amount of time probably about five or ten minutes of the show but the goal there is actually twofold one to give you guys something that we or i or people have questions about maybe a, you know common disease in dogs or cats or something like that and then also i'm going to plan on taking that just that segment and posting it on our website so that if say we talk about heart failure one week we can I can refer people who maybe don't quite understand what's going on with their dog to the website for you know a, another you know educational things so they can go home after I talk to them in the room about it and they can go home and you know re-listen to like what the problem is Right, because we know that your time in the office uh, or your time with the doctor can be sometimes overwhelming and you've got multiple things going on and, and questions running through your head. And, and even though we might explain something pretty well to you in the office and you feel like you get it when you leave, sometimes once you get home and then you're trying to explain what 
what you just heard or learned uh, to your husband or your daughter or someone else at your house, then you're like, oh, wait, I don't really understand this. So we're hoping that we can come up with a repository of information that you all will be able to reference at any time. Yeah. And then like the last thing that we want to do is take questions. So depending on how long the topic takes, you know, we could do a, a certain number of questions every week. And we actually have an email address where you guys can send those questions. So um, it's J and Sam podcast, all one word spelled out at gmail.com. So J and Sam podcast. So if you want to send questions, that would be great. You can also, if you have my email um, or the office email, you can send them there. But uh, we're just trying to not overload the office email with those those types of questions. Yeah, so we absolutely love to hear from you. Um, I love emailing people, uh, getting emails. So feel free to get in touch with us at any time. So this being our first episode, we figured that the best thing to do would be to talk about who who we are kind of and, and how we how we got to where we are maybe if we have time. Um, so I, I'm going to let Sam talk about who she is first and then... And then I'll, I'll tell you guys a little bit about myself. Sure. So uh, I'm Sam. Uh, Jay and I have been married for multiple years. I think nine Over years nine years. This year. I'm uh, better at this than she is, just so you guys all know. And uh, I'm from South Jersey, uh, a graduate of Rowan University, both undergrad and grad. Uh, and I do work in higher education currently. Uh, and then I spend my free time helping out at the animal hospital. Working at the animal hospital. And uh, I also, in my spare time, enjoy uh, running, CrossFit, yoga, uh, and hanging out with my dogs. So, yeah. Her, her history is a lot less uh, confusing than mine. Uh, but I am a veterinarian. I went to the University of Pennsylvania for my uh, veterinary degree and I guess one of the most common questions I get is like what do you need for a veterinary degree so I went to four years of college well that that's technically a lie I went to a lot more than four years of college but you need to go to four years of college and then four years of veterinary school to have a veterinary degree I took a roundabout approach and wound up in veterinary school after probably about seven years of college give or take full-time so I made my way to Penn and I became a vet so I became a vet for a number of reasons but most mostly because I really like the flexibility that the profession gives you as a doctor um, as opposed to a medical doctor my father's medical doctor so I was able to kind of see both sides growing up but um, naturally you know the prerequisite of being a veterinarian is you have to like animals so that's obviously something that I do of course as anyone who knows me knows that I have probably way too many animals but um yeah I I, I wound up going to vet school and here we are doing this this podcast that <laughs> feels like it just finished vet school but it was over five years ago at this point so um, and we decided to buy an animal hospital so we could do things the way we wanted to do things and, you know, kind of just go in our own direction. So 
that brings us to our it brings us to it also brings us to our our philosophy on on you know just things and life in general so and this podcast like what are we what are we doing here um our our goal with this podcast is to be information giving and also hopefully somewhat entertaining um the the podcast is going to be completely apolitical it's going to be science based grounded in evidence based facts which is what i really live off of and you know we want to we want to give people what they want so if, if you guys have some thoughts about what what we should do or some suggestions we'd love to hear them definitely and uh there's a lot of fear and misinformation on the internet uh, you know we see that firsthand every day with clients coming in worried uh, about something that they read online and it's our goal to deconstruct some of those myths and with this podcast and having this longer format of time to be able to talk about things I think Jay's really going to be able to get into some of that myth busting and the scientific reasons behind why maybe something that that you read and appears to be true on the surface might not actually be fully truthful yeah the internet is both a wonderful and a terrible place all all wrapped up into one little burrito it is a a wealth of information but a wealth of misinformation and one of the things you're supposed to be taught as a medical professional or a scientist is how to sort through good and bad information so I'm hoping that I can help people do that because it, there's really only one, one right way to sort through good and bad information. And it's not always fun. And we're kind of experiencing it firsthand with this global pandemic right now with all of the good and bad information that is coming out. And we're actually watching the scientific method unfold before our, our eyes right now is also an interesting thing yes definitely uh you know running an animal hospital and uh, being new business owners uh in the midst of a pandemic has certainly been a challenge um but it's also been exciting in the way that it, it has really forced us to innovate some of the things that that we've been doing uh in our own practice and in our own lives for example you know, adding the ability to text message, uh, you know, to our, our business phone number has been something that we probably wouldn't have done if it weren't for COVID-19, uh, but we did it and we're finding that it was great for us and our clients. So, uh, you know, personally and business-wise aside, um, we know that these are challenging times for all of you and that's probably a topic that's going to come up repeatedly uh, in our podcast for the foreseeable future as as the global scene with this pandemic kind of changes and evolves. Yeah, it's been quite a a ride for us, you know, looking back just just six months ago. Um, well, there's been a bunch of things, you know, right before the pandemic hit, we were in Disney World. Um before we knew it was going to be a thing, we were in Disney World having a great time with our friends. Then we come back 
and to South Jersey. And literally two weeks later, it everything just got shut down. You know, this thing, this thing is something that, you know, the medical community didn't really know what to do with at first because it just spread so rapidly. And, you know, when when everything shut down, I got really, really nervous about the business because I just spent all this effort and money buying this business. And I was really worried that, you know, things were going to go go poorly. And, um, you know, that hasn't happened, obviously. And we're very grateful for that. But it has been a a learning experience. It's a, it's an experience that I I don't know if there's any manuals to to help you go along. You just need to you need to work through it, you know, yourself, which was something that you know, we just we just did trial and error and, you know, besides the fact that we try to make the best decisions, we also have really good staff and we have a really really good and understanding client base, which is, you know, two of the most important things but it's it's certainly been a journey i never thought that you know a year after i bought a business for a lot of money that it would then be a global pandemic so i'm fortunate that i'm in an industry that's survivable unlike you know maybe a new restaurant or something like that but you know it's it's been it's been quite quite a journey I guess that's a good segue into a very brief discussion into what I usually start off my anatomy and physiology class with. So one thing I didn't mention is I I teach an anatomy and physiology class at uh, Sam's College, Rowan College of South Jersey now, right? Correct. Right, you guys should all go enroll there. Absolutely. Be great. Flex start classes all the way through October. Yes. Um, And maybe I'll be your professor. Who knows? Um, But so anatomy and physiology is my absolute favorite topic um, in, in, in anything. Because you don't understand how things work until, or how things can go wrong until you actually understand how things work. So um, I, I decided that I wanted to try to teach other people how things work. So I teach anatomy and physiology, but I start the class off every, every fall or spring whenever I teach it with talking about something called the scientific method. And I think that people don't understand what, what, like that there actually is a scientific method. Like if you haven't had it, you just wouldn't have a way of, of knowing it. So like, what do you know about the scientific method? Uh, it has steps and um, there's a hypothesis in there somewhere. That's excellent. Yes. Yes, and, there is. And um, I think we probably like learned all the steps in like third grade and maybe we had to like do a presentation on it. Yeah, sure. But, you know, I didn't really take science in college. They don't really make education majors do a lot of science stuff, which yeah. is kind well, of unfortunate that's totally totally fair you sh- you don't need you don't need to take it but you we run into this problem right now in this in this world where you know science goes against you know random facts and and they're very different and it's very hard to to explain why science is so important and i'm not going to sit here and outline 
all of the facts of the scientific method, the steps, no one needs to know what they are unless you're planning on doing them. But what's important is it's, 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 it's a method. It's, it's steps that are predetermined, and it does start with an idea or a hypothesis or I think this is going to work this way. And then you set up a study. And this, this is where the problem happens, the, the studies. Because, you know, how many times have you turned on the news and you see, like, you know, a studies show that the sky can be any color it wants? Or, you know, the, every, every time you turn on the news, you know, studies show this, studies show that. Studies show drinking red wine is good for you. Studies show drinking red wine is going to kill you. Well, exactly. What's the truth? I'm confused. Yeah, and you should be confused because studies means nothing unless you know what type of study you're talking about. And science strives for, at least good science, strives for randomized controlled trials. And they're usually double-blinded. So what does what double-blinded mean? Do you know? It's like you don't, like the researcher doesn't know if they're giving you the placebo pill or the real pill and then you don't know as the patient if you're taking the placebo pill or the real pill why why is that important so that you won't be biased yeah so as a researcher if you know what you're doing you're going to be biased it's just a fact it's not that you're cheating it's that you know and you're going to be biased and you want it to work some of these people just want these things to work so much that they're if they know what they're doing, they're going to be biased. And it's just a fact. It's not a bad thing. It's just a thing. So the hard part about things like randomized controlled trials is they're very expensive and they take a lot of time to set up and they're not always ethical to set up. So let's say we want to test a new drug on, you know, pregnancy and you know health of a baby so you you can't just start randomly giving babies or pregnant mothers a drug that you don't know if it's going to hurt the baby or not that's just not ethical that's why pregnancy doesn't have a lot of randomized controlled trials because it's just not something that is ethical to do so what can we do after that, what other types of studies do we have? Do you know any? Uh, Non-randomized trials? Sure. So there's, there's other types of studies where you have the idea of, you know, these certain women, let's go with the pregnancy idea, not just women, but these women do this thing like maybe breastfeeding, let's just say. they These certain women do breastfeeding and these don't and then you can compare the differences and statistics can help with dealing with some of the um, variations but you also have to consider that there's flaws in those studies you know the women who breastfeed have you know x number of characteristics and 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 beliefs and lifestyles and income and all those things that are not related to breastfeeding so you have to take those results with a grain of salt there's also a type of study called a retroactive study or a, a, there's prospective and retrospective and so looking at data from the past 
So you don't actually have to do any planning. You just have to pull a lot of data and look at it. But again, you have to take into account all of the variables that you can't control, and they're just not quite as good. But I think the biggest thing that people overlook in studies when we talk about studies show is, is just the number, you know, the number of people involved in the study. Or animals. Or animals, yeah. So if you have, you know, let's just say I have a product and I want to sell it and then I'm really a bad person. Let's pretend that for a second, right? Or you just really like money. Or I just really love money. So I want to sell a ton of my product. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take 10 dogs and I'm going to do a study with my product. Well, if it doesn't work on those 10 dogs or it's not significant in those 10 dogs, I can try to find 10 dogs that it does work on. And I can do this over and over and over again because 10 dogs is not a lot. And you can manipulate results and you can do all of this. But when you have a small number like 10 compared to, say, 100,000, you can really make those results do whatever you want. So I, I think that the biggest problem with some of these studies is, you know, the number of of variables that that they do or do not account for the number of of people or animals enrolled in these studies and then finally you know the the goals of the people doing them true scientists will 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 do a double blinded study or do their very best to but if it's coming from a company who wants to sell you something or if it's coming from you know a a position of political nature or if it's coming from a position of lobbying like I'll just pick on cigarettes right now you know these these are things that you have to take into account and then look deeper deeper into the studies and that's not something that most people have training to do whereas you know doctors and vets and scientists write these papers they have training. I spent 15 weeks in a class learning how to to read studies. It's very, very boring, but it's important. So I think all of this is a long way of saying that Jay can take what you read on the internet and tell you why or why not that information might be good information because he could he can look at the actual study that it's coming from and help you work through whether that is a good study or maybe a study with more flaws than it appears to have on the surface. My favorite thing to tell people is, at least about their pets, I am your Google. Because let's just put all of our cards on the table here. If I don't know what's wrong with your dog, do you think that I didn't try to Google it? I almost always know at least what direction to go in, to be clear. But do you think that you can Google better than me with vet stuff? Probably unlikely. Plus, I have a lot of other resources that I can go to for problems, which are way better than Google. But, and cost money. And cost money. But it's it's about, you know, you know, Google likes to give you the things that you want to see, just like Facebook and Instagram and 
those things. They do. So the goal is to get clear, right, concise information. And that's why, you know, talking to an expert in their field is sometimes the best thing to do. And I do the same thing. If I don't know what's going on with a case or if I'm confused, I call people that I know at a place like Penn, you know, the specialists. And and they they have more current research, more information than I do. So if you just start trying things like anecdotes, they're they're going to be disappointing. Every now and then you'll find one that works, but 95% of the time, statistically speaking, because that's what studies are, 0.05, is you know, going to be the best way to go. So at least your best bet. If you're a numbers person, which you should be, that's the way to go. Science is the way to go. 5% of the time, you're, you're going to be wrong. 95% of the time, you're going to be right. But you got to also leave in some sort of leeway for situations where you may not have the best information. And that's when things really get complicated. So all this to say, science rules? I mean, yeah, in my opinion. So I think and that, that's the point of our podcast. Yeah, that's what I'm going to base all of the things the information that I gave you on. And I just pretty much glanced over this as a, as a topic. But I look forward to getting into more details about fun topics like, well, we're going to do an episode on heart disease. We're going to do an episode on nutrition. We're going to do an episode on dental problems in dogs and cats. Um, diabetes. Diabetes is a great one. I love diabetes it's it's so good but it's i don't know if is good the right word i mean it's not good to have but it's good to understand okay i'll allow it so we can talk about it right now if you want no i i think we need some more time for that one okay we'll do that (laughs) a different day so but yeah i love this stuff so we're gonna do all those things but i think that today we have done a good little introduction onto where we come from i would love for people to um send us your questions you know even if there's something very simple like are these bones okay for my dog like i'll answer that question that would be great because the reality is and i tell this to my students if you have that question 10 other people 15 other people 100 other people probably have the same question as you do it's true it is true they're just too afraid to ask it don't be that person we done here i think so all right well we will see you guys or hear you guys at our next podcast which we'll hopefully have out at least you know every week depending on how crazy our work life is thank you guys so much for listening to our rambling podcast and uh We are really excited to see where this goes. Yeah. Talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye. Bye.